All right, I'm recording now. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Welcome to episode number, is this 10? Is this our 10th episode of our Eminence Frontera? No, this no, is 16. More. Yeah, I was about to say. 16. With this, uh, We just had our 15th episode with the Guardians 3 um, in our Eminence Front era. Uh, this is a very special episode because me and Jordan, for the first time since January 25th, 2020 are in the same room together and, and some weird and noise just happened ottoman acknowledged it <laughs> a weird ottoman creek um we are together again for the first time we have not seen each other well i mean obviously we've been doing the podcast but we are in the same room the same presence yeah holding hands just like we used to during the other podcasts <laughs> that's the energy that's been missing if you've noticed a change in the last three years yes and a delay and all of the the remote uh remote uh communication i, I do want to look up though um because the last episode we recorded together in person was the know it Dussies. Which happened, God, that was episode number, we've done so many episodes. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. That was episode 66. Okay. So we are on episode 116. Wow, so we've done that many episodes? We've done 50 episodes apart from each other. That's crazy. That's I, so. Well, think of all the Marvel content that's come out. I just felt like our pace had dropped off. And I guess maybe technically it still has, because that, that, that first... Run well the year. So we had we had the no it doesies, and then we did nothing because Black Widow was coming out in yeah. May 2020, which you know definitely happened. <laughs> Locked in. Um, we did our Spider Man Stay Home spec script, which is episode 67. <laughs> Go back and listen to I'm it. I'm sure that aged well. Uh, <laughs> yep. And then we did. Uh, I just remember making a point during the Spider Man Stay Home that um, Ben or uh, that. Matt Murdock was going to be his lawyer and I was really dying on that hill and it ended up being the case. Yeah. So that was really uh, good. I don't remember anything else about that episode. Uh, then we did Legion part two with a uh, friend of the show, Patrick Fitzsimmons. Then we did a cold open report card with Liam O'Connor. This is all um, COVID filler basically. Yeah. Cause they weren't making Marvel content. Yeah. Now and we, I, I guess, did you already mention all the going back through Spider-Man and Blade? And we did. Well, so then we did Women in the MCU with Ali Boutrago. Uh, we did a Joker episode for some reason. I guess uh, you hadn't seen Joker. Yeah, and I just happened to have watched there it. There you go. Um, these are all COVID filler. Oh, and then we did the, the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. We did a Chadwick Boseman tribute. Uh, and then we did the Blade trilogy. Um, yeah, I feel like that's peak pandemic filter filler is going yes. back into the into the Marvel which depths. We teased something at the end of Blade Three uh, that, and now that Jordan's here, it could happen this weekend. Hmm. So uh, hold your breath, fans, because we might be able to finally watch Blade Four straight to DVD. Um, it's called House of Kathan, I believe, and Sticky Fingers plays Blade. So wow, we might uh, we might have a couple brewskis and watch it and record and just do a commentary. Maybe maybe we, we tweet it live. Who knows? <laughs> Anything's possible. 
I'll also try and get uh, Jordan set up with a letterbox account at some point during this during mm. this visit. Um, but yeah, here we are. Same room. Same. It's, it's crazy. We just haven't done this. We used to be in this room for all of them. Yeah. For the first. I don't know how many, maybe 25 or 30 year at least what I was looking up before I started reading our other episodes, uh, because the last we did move to your house because you had a more permanent setup that accommodated uh, podcasting a bit better than our portable. Your laptop broke or something. Yeah, Um, because we did. I remember we recorded the musical here. Yes, the uh, much hinted at musical that has never seen the light of day. Um, And. So I think Stanley cameos was the last one we did in this house, I believe. Hmm. Um, and that would have been November 2018. Okay. If that's correct. We could listen back. I know we did Captain Marvel so that's, that's at your house. coming up on five years ago. Yes. We're, wow. we're at four and a half years since we've been in this room where we used to record every week. Once a week. We had fresh Marvel content to talk about. That's the time between someone graduating middle school and graduating high school. Yeah. They could have gone it. through the whole journey. They did. Just, it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. But we're so old, it seems like a blink of an eye. And you're four and a half years. graduating law school. I guess, did you do that at the Guardians 3? You fin- you graduated by the time that came out? I graduated on May 20th. So Guardians 3, I believe, happened before May 20th. I mean, I watched it way before May 20th, but we didn't do our episode until a little late. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've graduated law school. How impressive. Which, you know, listen back to that first recording in May, Memorial Day weekend 2017, and just think that guy's going to be a lawyer one day. <laughs> yeah, well, I still haven't passed the bar, so oh, well, then, then it'll be official. I'll be a licensed sure. uh, practitioner <laughs> of the law. Yeah. Um, and you'll be able to do Marvel law one day. Go for Just like Daredevil. Yeah. Hey, defend Spider-Man. It is surprising that is like the one series I haven't seen. And it's the most I mean, I guess the Hulk was also she Hulk was pretty long. Oh, yeah. She's she's a lawyer. Yeah. There are a lot of I guess those are the two. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot lot of Marvel lawyers. I mean, I guess compared to other jobs, everything except for scientists. Yeah. Scientist spy is big in Marvel. A lot of spies. A lot of spies and scientists, Um, which especially in this show. What better? Uh, IP to bring us together than Secret Invasion. Yeah. We're finally, um, Jordan was planning a visit uh, right before his wedding next month. Mm-hmm. Wedding with D's, not wetting. I don't, I said it with a weird inflection on the, the consonants, but uh, Jordan's getting married. Um, so he decided to come up and I was like, let's do a live app. Let's mm-hmm. just like the old days. And uh, Secret Invasion was the thing that was happening. And so we, we were supposed to watch it live together and uh, Jordan's car died. Conspired on, against us. Yes. So uh, day one, he was not able to show up. I watched the episode. Then I went to work and he watched it while I was at work. And now we're going to talk about it because, I mean, we did. You just remember that, like when we watched Thor Ragnarok together, like this was the final, like we've talked about all these Mm -hmm. other ones and we finally get to see each other's reactions Mm -hmm. to this. Um, We didn't have that here, but I'm excited. What is the next film film? The next film film is the Marvels in November. Okay. So that could happen. Yeah. That's far enough away that it would not be a, uh, impossible to make another six hour trip. Sure. That would be, and I have access to uh, the big screen. Yeah. We can watch that. You can watch it with the staff. The, the three days before you can get the press screening. Uh, when are we, would we be allowed to put out our episode immediately? 
I don't see why not. I mean, I'm the lawyer, so <laughs> yeah, presumably I seems, can figure this out. That but. seems like a you question. I, <laughs> I think I've never looked into. I think a, it becomes available like to the public because p- the embargo lifts a few hours before we always do our staff screenings. OK, so I think as soon as it hits that Tuesday night mark, it's fair game. Mm. I think like because they usually release like the tomato meter and everything. Critics are allowed to talk about it Tuesday morning, mm. sometimes even further out. Um, so I think that that would be fine. Although you need to keep in mind, we get home at three. We're probably not recording an episode at 3 a.m. Probably not. But maybe. Maybe. But maybe. It would be incredibly delirious <laughs> sounding. That's w- way past my bed. That's closer to when I wake up most days than when I fall asleep. Sure. And we have recorded other episodes. I mean, I've been sleep deprived on this podcast before and it's. I never have. <laughs> I'm a very well rested person. <laughs> and all of these episodes have turned out great. Each one. Mm. There's not a dud among all 115. Maybe. <laughs> Zero duds. They're all perfect. There's two that I can think of that might be duds, but we don't. That we released? Yeah. Oh, I think they're all great. <laughs> I'm curious what you think they are. Or you don't want to say them this. So this is just be a mystery. Okay. All right. See if you can find the duds. Go listen to our whole catalog. Like, yeah. People are just going to be shitting on our. It's definitely this one. It's the end game post game. <laughs> it could be any of these. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think the end game post game and uh, our hundredth episode is just very, very fun to listen. Yeah. To. Uh, listen, listening to all the other people talk about Marvel. Um, but enough about us talking about our own podcast. But if there was going to be a time to do it, it got it has to be on our first reunion. Yeah, we have to. We have episode. to catch. Yeah, you got to. We've caught up on our personal lives, so that'll all be behind the paywall. If you want to, <laughs> yeah. if you want to catch up on what we talked about at lunch today, um, and all that fun uh, stuff, catching up. But uh, we've pretty much realized that we've been uh, pretty up to speed about each other's personal lives. Yeah, because we have a podcast. We have a podcast, and that means that we are able to keep in touch with personal events. But mostly Marvel. (laughs) Mostly exclusively Marvel, Um, which, you know, Marvel's great, and it's got a lot of great content. This is episode 16 of our Eminence Front Era. Do, mm-hmm. do you think, what what's like the 300s? What Who song do we do? What band? Or it yeah, I think it's probably here. not the Who anymore okay. at that point. So Maybe it's Andre 3000, because <laughs> it's our 300, and that's pretty close. So what, so, so <laughs> <laughs> what band defined themselves, died off for a bit, redefined themselves, mm. died off for a bit, and then redefined themselves for a third time? Okay, how about Phil Collins? Because there's Genesis. Okay. Then there's Genesis led by Phil Collins, and then there's Phil Collins. Okay. So far, that's the front runner. I mean, yeah. we have 75 more episodes to figure this out. I or mean, no, 85. Paul McCartney also. Like, he was that's the Beatles. true. He had wings. And then there's kind of no, a... he's just Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, no, he's back. What do you think his... Well, I don't know if he ever really came back in full force. Oh, well, I saw him live in 2016, and I can say he has always been full I know, force. but what's his best record post... Um, that 1990s anthology one. I guess maybe that would be the third act. Sure. Well, I mean, does he? I mean, he has Beatles Wings and then that one. Which, what is the well, name of that one? Because he did McCartney one as him solo. Pre Wings, he recorded Maybe I'm Amazed. And then he did mm. make Wings like a couple years later. But he had, and then he, after Wait, Wings, he did Maybe like, I'm Amazed is before Band on the Run? Yeah. Band on the Run is Wings. Maybe I'm Amazed is Paul McCartney. Oh, interesting. Because he did, the Beatles broke up. And then he did McCartney one. Have you listened to McCartney one? I think 
I guess I have. It has Maybe I'm Amazed on it. Which is great. Yeah, really good song. one of my favorite solo songs of his. And that's also, I mean, and obviously Wings plays it all the time, or Mm -hmm. they did, but they were playing all the, I guess they didn't play Beatles stuff for a long time. He was like, really, this always turns into a Beatles I know. Well, that's what I was just thinking of. I was like, what proportion of this show? (laughs) I would say 30% of this show is Marvel, but maybe up to 20 to 25% is Beatles. I, yeah. I think it's 40 Marvel, 30 Beatles. Yeah. And then Law Corner's 29%. <laughs> yeah. We go into so much of that. W- which we already talked about at lunch, so sorry. Like, we already know about Jordan's lost, or I do. We could go into bar prep. We can do a whole segment on bar yeah, prep. Yeah, you want to do a studying. bar prep episode? No. <laughs> Where I just <laughs> quiz you, but like... The people in the scenarios are like Marvel characters. Yeah, that'd be like great. Vision ran into Falcon's car. <laughs> Who is at fault here? <laughs> that, that's all the details? <laughs> There's be more. That was just an example. <laughs> I didn't read the book. Uh, yeah, we could do something like that. It's probably best we don't. So oh, I don't embarrass maybe. myself on mic. <laughs> Practicing law. Uh, I don't know. We, we might be. Hey, that could happen. We might do it. You never know. You never know. We have um, potentially, we might, I don't want to spoil, we might do a Spider-Verse. Maybe. Maybe. Because we did Into the Spider-Verse. I have access to see Across the Spider-Verse, 10 minutes away. I've seen it. Jordan hasn't. Jordan might be looking for something to do while I'm at work tonight. Could be Spider-Verse. And then we might do that House of Cthon. I'm really leaning toward the House of Cthon because that just sounds like a really, I want to watch a dumb movie. Yeah. (laughs) And talk about it. Like we don't you remember the dare the Ben Affleck Daredevil and the Fan Four Stick episodes? Oof. Did we really watch the whole Ben Affleck? Every time we did this, which yeah. was a couple movies, we did it for a streak of them. Thirty minutes left, you would be like, "I've seen enough. We need to wrap <laughs> this up." <laughs> you would watch about two thirds of a movie and then just kind of fast forward everything. You know, I think I've always liked the idea of being a bad movie guy. Yeah. You don't, have, I the don't have the patience for it. For you it, don't. No. But I like uh, watching, like, you know, a compilation or something of the worst parts of a movie. Like, have you ever watched Red Letter Media? Yeah. Yeah, they have episodes where they watch terrible movies and they just cut out them reacting to the funny parts. I, I have been, me and my um, coworkers at the theater will definitely go on movie franchise. Like, we did all the Mission Impossibles. Mm. We did all the Fast and Furious movies, which I had never seen, which is... Me and Ellie watched the first two with intent to watch all of them, but we... Uh... Two is the worst. Okay. Two is miserable. I hate two. And that's kind of a controversial opinion, because I think that a lot of people think two... It's like the most car-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, Tokyo Drift 3 is the most about racing. In a series that just becomes about heists and Corona later on. Yeah. Um, One is really solid. Two, terrible. Three, it's a straight-to-DVD movie, but for a straight-to-DVD movie, it's pretty good. Which one is? Tokyo Drift. That was straight-to-DVD? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't think it had a theatrical run. Because Vin Diesel, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are out. Hmm. Then four, hot take, my favorite. Aside from one. I really like four. And that's like the reboot. Uh, and then five is the one that the public life. So four like, is a reboot. It's just like the Star Wars. A little bit. Well, so so oddly enough, we're watching the Saw franchise now. Mm. And I'm looking at the Saw movies and seeing how much of them stack up, like, according to Fast and Furious. Mm. And we're comparing them to, like, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all these movie franchises. Mm-hmm. And there are some, like fascinating overlaps with the franchises and i assume you've not you've watched none of these franchises i watched the first saw which is really good and maybe the first 
off of maybe Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Yeah, I well, don't that's, know. That's I'm, the best one. That's yeah. the one to watch. But what I've I've gone at, like since COVID, and I haven't seen you in person since then, so you might not know this, mm. even even though we've talked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you haven't been in this room watching me watch all of the. I got like a Friday Thirteenth box set. I've just mm. been going through franchises because of horror. Uh, well, yeah, mostly that was how it started. And then, you know, when I started working at the theater, I met people who had like I, I'm a big saw person, so mm-hmm. I'm showing them saw. But the, I had Mission Impossible people and I had seen I had seen Mission Impossible 2, which is the worst one. I remember watching it in high school because like my teacher was hung over mm-hmm. one day and he just puts on Mission Impossible 2 and um, Fallout, which was the big one in 2018. OK, that everyone was like, this is the best blockbuster. Yeah. Two months after Infinity War comes out and everyone's like, you got to see this movie. Maybe that's why Tom Cruise was hyping up this Flash movie. Yeah. It's because he has beef with Marvel for being bigger than he was. That could be. So you think he's just like stocking, putting faith in the competitor? Well, I just to like because it thwarts Marvel, you know, just anything to take. him. Yeah. All right. So this Flash movie, which we got into a little bit of detail Mm -hmm. and you're welcome to watch it tonight. I don't want to. Which we we're looking we're listening to the episode prior just before it uh, looking for our ratings because uh, we mentioned we talk about the spreadsheet so much on that last episode and I realized I did not write down our scores. Yeah, so we're looking for those, but we heard a snippet of Cade saying, I'm really looking forward to this Michael Keaton Flash movie. <laughs> Which I was. Yeah, and how did that pan out for you? Honestly, I mean, the DCEU is like a steaming pile of dog shit. Yeah. This is probably like my second favorite. So so it's better than Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's a lot of dumb stuff in Man of Steel, as you saw. Because uh, you watched it in my previous employed work, uh, the theater I used to work at. Yeah. Terrible headache after that. Movie. Yes. You said it gave you migraine. You are you have been recorded on this podcast saying your disdain for Man of Steel. Uh, the Snyder Cut, which we could also watch. We could do an app on the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to watch a four hour DC movie. That was another movie I got like 30 minutes in and then bailed. Just like last night I watched started to watch Avatar 2 <laughs> and bailed. <laughs> which... I text. Uh, do I even like movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny to do our Christmas episode and Alex had not seen it and he watched it the next day and he texted me. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm very happy for you. It was really not my thing. And you mentioned because. Oh, and also, I don't know if this has come up on air because I've told Jordan in person. Friend of the show, show Patrick Fitzsimmons crucified me after he listened to that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was just like, I can't believe you didn't like it. You like all this dumb Marvel bullshit. This is Pandora's real and all this. I, I honestly did not expect him to like that I just, movie. I think my problem is, is I don't know how to set my expectations because people cannot be going into those movies wanting the same things that I want out of a movie because they're just not like I don't find them there. Yeah. So they must be wanting something else and whatever they're they like about it is not something that I look for in a movie. I just don't get I mean, visually, it's stunning. That might be part of it. I'm not a big effects guy. Sure. But I mean, these are there's special effects and then there's like creating your own world. I just hate how the people in their own world talk to each other. I think I would like it more as a video game. I think it might be fun to explore that world, but I don't want to explore it where James Cameron is telling me to explore it. (laughs) I want to just give me, let me wander. Give me like, you know, a classic open world formula game where I'm a Your review to me uh, was, well, which is probably the most accurate, um, was just when you felt like it had been written by an AI 
yeah. who was like, I know how to be human. I like love and food, Yeah, <laughs> which is that's how they talk in Pandora. Yeah. Those so. are the big two. And they love water. They fucking love water in the way of water. Well, but surely you. they'll that's only like a they're going through the elements or something. Yeah. The so next one's fire. Hmm. What are the elements? Water, fire, wind, earth, earth, wind and fire. Yeah. Body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Avatar 1 is just introducing, and then the other four are going to be all elements? I don't know, but I, that's what I'm guessing. Hmm. Do you think they'll all have alliterations, like the way of water? Hmm. The fields of fire? The air of earth? <laughs> well, that's barely an alliteration. It's E-E. The air? Error. Oh, error. Yeah. I thought, because air is an element, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no. The, the air of earth. Well, I was saying like E-R-R. Okay. Initially. Okay. The air. I don't think that's going to be a title. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Because <laughs> everyone else will have to have that conversation. Yeah. But, and then water, and then earth, air. Okay, wait. We're talking about James Cameron. Yeah. Which, of course, reminds me of a currently ongoing uh, and then we're gonna, public interest event right now, which... We're putting a pin in the Flash, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming back to the Flash. Don't worry, you Flash heads. You guys, you, have you heard about this submarine thing? This, this is, is, is to date so, the episode. Yeah, this is going to be like, within the next six hours, they're going to rescue everyone. Yeah. Or, you know... No, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Yeah, I think that's over. Uh, so I you, think it said they were going to run out of air at 6 a.m. this morning. Oh, I read it. I guess I read an old tweet. I did read a tweet this morning that said they had 24 hours, but I tw checked Twitter like maybe that was from yesterday. Yeah, I, I'm not I don't you know, I'm not. But James Cameron, <laughs> yeah, he went down in a submersible, but he came back up. He did. And do now you, we have more Avatar movies. Do you think he and also Titanic? He's all over this story. So we're, what was this? I don't know anything about the submarine. Like yeah. they were viewing the sub the Titanic. That was their goal. But they lost contact like before they even got down that far. Huh. So yeah. do you think um Aquaman not Aquaman. Namor has is involved somehow? He's their only hope or was <laughs> their only hope. Oh, I thought he would like kidnapped them for for money. Oh, like he did. Well, with, that would have been smart. They were billionaires. Like he did with Ironheart. All of them were billionaires? Uh at least one of them was a billionaire and the uh, I mean it would cost 250,000 per ticket to Jesus. go down there. Jesus. You hadn't heard Who that would, part? No, why would anyone pay for that? Have you seen the inside? Of the submarine? Yeah. I don't, it doesn't have windows, like, or maybe No, no, but have you, Maybe the like windows are too big. It's like, it's a tube that you can't even stand up in. Like, you can only sit, there's no seats, it's just an empty tube. You can only the flat, sit, there's no seats. I mean, you can't, like, <laughs> there are no seats. <laughs> okay. They're just, like, sitting on the ground in a tube. Okay. Like. How many person do a, to a tube? How many people? There's five people in there. To a tube. And there's only enough room for one of them to stretch their legs out at a time. What the fuck? Do people, like, roll up in a ball? Yeah, they're just, like, sitting there. This sounds with... like the shittiest cruise of all time. Yeah, no, it's not great. That's that's why this story is so interesting. That's why you didn't go? Yeah. <laughs> you had tickets? You got tickets from your, your parents for your birthday? Just didn't want Pass. to pass. Yeah. No yeah, I sold them to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Blink-182. What is the Blink-182 steps on? I just keep seeing that. Reference. Yeah, he's he's the so maybe there are two billionaires on board, multiple billionaires. Yeah. OK, I know I know one is there's like a British, a, a rich British guy, a rich guy from, I think, Pakistan. OK. And his son is with him, who's 19. So that's like the real tragedy of this is that kid. Sure. And then it's not just rich millionaires who have, you know, 
lift their yes. lives. Yeah, there's a child on board, right, or a youth. And then, and then the last guy who's in there is the CEO of the company who owns this thing. So if they got stuck, how many people does this? It's five. It's only five. Yeah. Oh, it's tiny. It's just one tube. It's one tube. They're all like that doesn't have seats. Like it's just like a floor that <laughs> you they're have sitting to sit, on. But there are no seats. <laughs> I'm saying uh, there's no chairs. That's canon. You should do marketing for this thing. <laughs> this would be very hard to market. That would be that you would need Don Draper to rehabilitate the image of this submarine company. <laughs> hey, if anyone could do it, it's yeah. him. But he can't end a franchise as well. I have as to bring up a Marvel. picture because I didn't know Cade. I'm going to Google this picture. I have a computer right okay. here. That's going to be easier. What is this thing called? Just look up Titanic submarine and Titanic inside missing. Okay, so it looks like a uh, what would be in your front like a gas, you know, like your your like a septic tank. Uh, kind of no, like um, I don't know, it's like gas to heat your stove and stuff. Like You're saying the pipe? propane. Oh, oh yes, okay, not, sure. It's like a it's like a pressurized container, yes. like a propane tanks on its it side like with a little window on the front. It looks like you can't see out of this. You can see out of that little front window, I think. Okay, so but barely, and you'd have to take turns, and that's uh, also where the bathroom is. This is this the maiden voyage? No, it had gone down before, but it is also it dealt with a lot of difficulty. Also, it's controlled by a Logitech. Oh, I game saw the controller. controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently is not that uncommon of a practice in this type of thing, but also yeah. still feels ridiculous. Yeah. I saw someone post like a Guitar Hero controller. Like, this is what they're <laughs> using down there. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Donkey Kong, like, GameCube drum controller. Yeah. Did you type in, like, inside? Uh, I did. I've seen Go to the, the images. Outside. Yeah, you got to see the inside All to right. really appreciate the nightmare of this craft. <laughs> uh, submarine Titanic. What is this thing called? Oh, inside doomed Titanic submarine. Well, that's just an outside photo. That's very misleading. <laughs> You're not very good at Googling. <laughs> Google's oh, OK. I see it. All right. So, yeah, they look. Uh, are these photos of the people or this is just another crew? I can see them, yeah, that's but another I can't crew. get to them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a peep show joke for you. Um, okay, so yeah, they can sit. And then you just, so you, there's one person who can sit at the front and see outside? Yeah, and okay. that's also where the bathroom is. Oh, Jesus. How long are you supposed to be down here? I think uh, it said it took three hours to go down, three hours back up. But then I assume you want to be at the Titanic for at least a couple hours. So How much air is on this thing? Enough to last apparently like five days because that's how long this ordeal has been in the news. How do you, does it not have a GPS on it? Apparently not. <laughs> it must. But apparently not because <laughs> yeah. otherwise they would just go to where that GPS says it is. This also, they can't open it from the inside. So they could have like screwed up, gone back yeah. to the surface and just been floating there for days running out of air even though they're you on the surface. can't open it from the inside? No, it's bolted from the outside. There's going to be a movie about this. There's like, going to be next. so many. I mean, this would make an amazing SNL skit, but I do think they probably won't it's do it because it's too soon. Yeah. yeah. You got to wait like um, the mm, what you say episode <laughs> like yeah. from 2007 with the shooting. And yeah. then Virginia Tech massacre happened right after that, unfortunately. Well, here's my prediction for the skit if it ever does get made. Okay. Is the CEO was on board with them. Imagine when he like discovers that he screwed up and he's sitting back there with his controller. Yeah. And then they slowly are like. Like, what do you mean something screwed up? He's like, oh, no, no, all good. <laughs> Don't worry. And then they slowly realize. And then he's just stuck in that tube with them. And he doesn't want they, to admit that he's, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the CEO, that's a li 
assuming like the events that we are saying, like maybe, I don't know, Namor could have gotten to him yeah. and it's holding them hostage. Well, the most billionaire, I think probably I don't know the most likely scenario, but the other option is if they were like 6000 feet down. Yeah. And that lost pressure, then this thing would have just crushed. Yeah. yeah, like a tin can. And then you think that m- makes the GPS malfunction? Uh, well, I mean, it certainly doesn't matter if you can find him at that point, except for, I guess, to have an explanation of what happens. Because, like, you know, this thing wouldn't leak. It, it's not going to sink. Sure. If it breaches at all, they're just, like, instantly that just seems gone. So how is there no way to open it on the inside? Yeah. Like, that's so damning. <laughs> like, and you know the... Have you seen The Rescue? You know that story of the Filipino, like, the soccer team that gets... Yes, yes. Yeah. Have you watched that documentary on Disney Plus? No, it is fantastic. But you know, like yeah. the whole story and everything. Yeah. I, well, I remember keeping up with it as it unfolded. News. I went in blind to this movie. I don't watch the news if that has not become apparent yeah. in the past ten minutes. <laughs> really bums me out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I get all my news from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're a couple years behind because whenever something's relevant, they'll put it in a movie that comes out two years later. Um, anyway. The rescue is 14 children like mm-hmm. that all get swept away due to like a, a flood, mm-hmm. a flash flood just totally uh, traps them in a cave and they get divers to rescue them. And mm-hmm. it's the most and they have to drug the kids mm-hmm. to yeah, make them part. unconscious. And then so they won't panic on their so, way. Yeah, because. You need to keep like the the air mask on and they can't see like you can't get scuba suits to all of them. Yeah. Like the fact that they found them was a miracle. Yeah. And then the fact that they got 14 of them out like no. I mean, it wasn't easy, but I can't. It's the craziest documentary. And now it's just like five white people stuck in submarine. Like, well, not all white, but yeah, (laughs) sure. Billionaires, (laughs) though. Billionaires. Um, But again, this is James Cameron's fault. Because he's yeah. the one who made Titanic. Sure. And these billionaires only care about the Titanic because this guy made a movie about it. And also, <laughs> then then they wa- they probably watched like his documentaries or whatever when he yeah. goes in the Marine Like, trench. this is easy. They're just like, oh, we want to be like him. He's yeah. another cool billionaire like us. Do you think that Patrick and Alex knew about like what they were doing by giving this man money? <laughs> yeah, supporting. I think they're culpable. <laughs> yeah. This is Absolutely. on for you. If you're listening, Patrick and Alex, and you and two billion other people who paid a dollar to see Avatar, <laughs> uh, this is on you. Yeah, these five are on you. Yeah. So take that with you to your grave. <laughs> or don't. It's up to you. Um, but anyway, when people listen wild. to this in the future, this I mean, this is like us discussing Laurel and Yanny or that dress I thing. Know. The Yanny thing was so... Do you hear Laurel or Yanny? I think I heard Laurel. I heard Laurel and everyone else at my work heard Yanny, and I felt like I was taking crazy pills. <laughs> uh, but this is kind of the same thing. It's like, do you imagine them as crushed under the water, or do you imagine them slowly suffocating and, and floating on the surface? How there's you... your Laurel, there's your Yanny. <laughs> <laughs> How would you want to go? Oh, crushed. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely crushed. Yeah. The alternative is to have sit there slowly asphyxiating in a tube full of four. Other I don't know. Well, what if you I'm just I'm thinking we're living in the age of miracles to quote Marvel. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm saying a chance like an Iron Man. Which way would you want to go? So in either oh, situation, are you die. living? Yeah. OK, sure. Well, OK, but what if you have so you have the guaranteed crushing mm-hmm. or you float to the surface, but all the terms apply that you just said. What are my chances? Like it's up a, to you. Like you can't get out of this tube, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, you have a, it certainly can't. You can't. So 
and you're just floating in the ocean. So, so you have five days hope. to hope that someone finds you. Yeah. Which no one has yet, apparently. Yeah. Which you didn't know that when you signed on for part uh, part B of this option option yeah. set. I mean, like even if there's, uh, I would pro- I would have to take the hope. If it's maybe a five percent chance, I would take it. Less than five, you wouldn't. Four yeah. percent, you wouldn't go for it. I think I'd rather just be crushed at that point. <laughs> crushed, <laughs> crushed is so like high stakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cru- crushing sounds really unpleasant. Another, my last uh, comment on this for people that are listening and thinking that we're in, insensitive by talking about these people who I guess just died. They, I, they could be, I, or maybe hanging out with were rescued. Maybe they're rescued right now. But also, like, update. there are so many tragic things that happen all over the world every day that kill way more people than this. Sure, these people are billionaires, mm-hmm. and they chose to put themselves in this position. <laughs> I'm not going to feel too terrible. <laughs> Plus, it's Alex and Patrick's fault. <laughs> This isn't on us. <laughs> also, the details of this story are too ludicrous not to enjoy. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, 20 years from now when we are on our Marvel spaceship, whatever the sword spaceship, yeah. whatever the thing Nick Fury's on uh, and it crushes us, there will be two people laughing at us. Yeah. And, you know, we we brought that on ourselves for going into space. If we ever put ourselves in as risky of a position as these people put themselves in. And then that ends up not paying out for us. Uh, feel free to make fun of me. They must have. They must have known. Like, there's a risk to doing. It. I, I heard they had to sign something like five waivers. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but I guess it, maybe if you're a billionaire, maybe you can't understand the idea of consequences. It's like, yes, I'm yeah. signing this thing that says things are risky, but literally everything in my life has always worked out a hundred percent. Yeah. So do you think like I don't know how consequences work? There's a chance that being realizing like uh oh we're in trouble like yeah. is the most turmoil that they've ever been through and like, it's big that's yeah, a which big is turmoil. a big yeah that's a lot of that's turmoil. why i'm saying like even if like i'm saying if they're floating on the surface and they had enough air up to now there was five people in that tube but i'd be surprised if five were alive because i feel like they would throttle that guy <laughs> who oh, was responsible yeah the one who made the ship that's enough, killing them it doesn't look like you have enough room to throw a punch yeah it'd be tight God, but wouldn't you? I'm just uh, kind of like, uh, you know, the movie United 93. Like there will eventually be a movie about this. And it's just like, what do they talk about? Like, well, it's definitely got to be like a plot, B plot of them in there kind of doing a Ryan Reynolds buried thing. Yes. And then the outside is like the rescue Apollo 13. Them trying to figure it out. Sure. Though, like, I feel like you can't make this movie like if they were saved. That's a very easy movie to make. Yeah. If they're not saved, you at least have to have them find the wreckage. Well, United 93. I mean, that ends with all of them. And it's all speculative because the plane crashed. So you don't know. Well, weren't there some like phone calls or something? Yeah, but you are left. They basically say, and I guess there's a black box, too. I don't know how much stuff they had, but they were like the people banded together and took Mm -hmm. down the terrorists and that crashed the plane, Mm -hmm. Um, which they that one didn't go into a building. Right. That one landed in a field in Pennsylvania yeah. or something. Yes. Um, so that the people brought it down. But it's kind of like, obviously, it's a 90 minute movie. They're going to put in filler conversations that probably didn't actually happen. Yeah. I just like it's a weird ending a movie about like an ocean rescue. And then they just like where they just it just peters out like they either they have to find something. Well, you know, those you know, what's really hot on Netflix right now hmm. or has been uh, unsolved mysteries. And yeah, what if you do that to a Hollywood movie? Yeah. If you have heard anything about this submersible submarine, call this number. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the Netflix documentary is already in production. Isn't that crazy? What world we live in, yeah. where there's just like a tragedy and immediately money, money, money. money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> immediately the next day. I mean, hey, we're we're making so much money on this podcast, so we're we're victim to it too. Yeah. We're victim to the system. But I mean, I mean, I, I can't imagine how many YouTube videos have already been made about this. Like, explain this is crazy. I am happy that you brought this to my attention because I had no idea what this situation was until we talked about it just now. Yeah. And looked at all these photos. Because the details, that's what that's why the story is as viral as it is, mm -hmm. is because it's very easy. Like it's claustrophobic. Yeah. It's got like the scariness of the deep sea. It's got this mystery kind of Schrodinger's box thing where you don't know exactly what's happened yet. Yeah. It's got like all these elements, but you can imagine yourself there and how terrifying that situation is. Yeah. Which really. Uh, was it all like it was all men? Yeah. OK. Interesting. So, I mean, just what do they talk about? <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. curious what those last conversations were. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, they could be alive. They could be hanging out. Maybe they're like marooned on an island and it just like crashed into a rock and cut the thing open. Well, they got out. The Titanic is pretty far up north. I think there. I don't know if there's an any island like, of ice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. But they couldn't get out. No, it's cra it crashes into an iceberg. But they would only have and the, the iceberg is the good inside. guy in they, this movie. There's no air leaking in. No, it washes up shore onto a, an ice island. Yeah. Where they suffocate <laughs> in on ice. They're, they're in a submersible. Yeah. Okay, they they so have no air. I, I get that. Here's <laughs> okay. what I'm saying. It washes ashore uh -huh. on a plank of ice, uh -huh. a large plank of ice, yes. big enough for an island. Polar bears are thriving on this sure. thing. And it, like there's a iceberg, mm -hmm. ice rock, whatever, mm -hmm. that cuts the thing open and then they crawl out. I don't think they could. You I mean, think this is immune to icebergs because that's what they said about the Titanic. <laughs> Look where that got them. Yeah. Uh, no, because this thing is designed to uh, withhold the pressure of being 12,000 feet below water. That's like it's incredibly strong. I don't. Icebergs are also pretty strong. They called the Titanic indestructible. But the Titanic was meant to float on top of the water, not 12,000 feet below the water. I'm just saying there must be something like if you threw this thing fast enough, like if Superman got a hold of it. Yeah, there's surely a way to break it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think there's any way for it to have generated the speed necessary. And you don't need to it to break crack open. open in half. You just need to get a man sized hole or just an air hole or an air hole. That would definitely make it last longer. Hmm. Wild stuff. Anyway, See, we should is, probably go. <laughs> this is what the people really want to hear. We should talk. We should start a current events podcast. Yeah. 116 episodes into this Marvel one. Where one of us has casually kept up with the news and the other is blind. <laughs> yeah. You but just, no one's an expert. No. <laughs> you should just tell me the news. Because <laughs> honestly, I would be more up to speed because I have no idea what's going on ever. I know uh, Trump got arrested recently. Did you hear about this? Yeah, he's indicted. He, he indicted. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that much about this, except for the fact that he definitely did have <laughs> confidential documents. Yeah. He said that he had confidential documents. He said that he knew they were confidential. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, it really felt like the Patrick Star Merman thing. It's not my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> this is your wallet. Yeah. You came from your pocket. That is pretty it much exactly that. That's really what I thought it was. No, pretty much every element of the crime he yeah. has admitted to. So it's hard <laughs> to imagine how he gets out of it. Uh, Except for by becoming president and pardoning himself, <laughs> which just might happen. Oh, that's an alarming. F this is why I don't watch the news. That, <laughs> could you imagine such a bleak future? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so depressing. <laughs> this is an, uh, now I'm sad. Now this is why I don't watch the news. Now I'm sad. Maybe that's the name of the podcast. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> the news update with Caden. News. Yeah. I. I do like this as a premise, just you <laughs> telling me the news, because I, I... I would have to get back up to date with the news, is the problem. Like, you seem very up to date. I, I feel like I'm only moderately up to date. Like, I, I don't... Like, so this information I'm getting from Reddit, but the only reason I was aware of it is because I subscribed to a subreddit called Thassalophobia, which mm. is the fear of deep waters. Which is not a phobia that I have, but it normally that subreddit has a lot of really cool pictures of giant <laughs> People waves being and stuff. scared. <laughs> <laughs> of people's most intimate fears. All right, this is this is the last aside on this, and then we're going to move on to Secret Invasion. Oh, we got to talk about The Flash. Okay, yes, we did. <laughs> I but put the, a pin in it. The greatest Thassalophobia post ever <laughs> is there's this boat crash. Mm -hmm. The boat sinks all the way down. They go to recover the bodies. Okay. The guy comes up and uh, into an air pocket that was like trapped under the hull of the ship when okay. it landed. Uh, you see him breach into the bubble like his light scans around and then a hand grabs him there was a guy who was in the shipwreck who had been surviving in that air bubble for three days oh my god yeah just like just like half submersion water but just enough to where he had a air bubble and that guy survived wait where did the other guy come from the scuba diver oh he scuba went to save him. was well he was going to recover bodies yeah. they didn't think anyone was alive this wow. ship crashed three days before but there had been one guy who had just been surviving in an air bubble that whole time crazy yeah but also imagine scuba diving and then a hand grabbing you that's like i mean that's hey, so scary it's like, hard, like anything below the the water but if you go underwater you've signed your fate like at I, all i can't like imagine in a pool, anything more startling like you ever do that thing like when you're a kid someone like hit under the bed and grabbed your ankle sure yeah. yeah that's terrifying and that's in a bedroom <laughs> that's above water yeah <laughs> honestly secrets of the deep keep them to themselves like i don't i don't need to know we don't need to know. we don't need to know your secrets <laughs> we i am fine above land all right so now on all to right. flash uh you know overall not a very good movie as a dceu movie pretty fun uh i i think it's i think it's a very solid it's fun to see michael keaton there Ezra Miller is a problematic figure, but I think um, their performance as The Flash is pretty entertaining. Um, the third act really gets crazy where they they're talking about all these cameos. And are you going to do you want me to spoil this movie for you anyway, and for the people? I have one question before we okay. get there. Okay. Just about his performance. Yes. Or their performance. I yes. don't know. I believe they are they. Okay. Um, when was principal photography for this? How long? Like, oh, this movie's been on the shelf for like two years. So 2018 is when they started like okay. principal photography, I believe. I was just curious how long. It, like, it like been, when did they even do this acting? They had this ready to go last summer and it came out. It was scheduled to come out a month after Multiverse of Madness, which mm -hmm. would have been a disaster because this is a much shittier version of Multiverse of Madness mm -hmm. with Michael Keaton, Batman, which is a draw in itself. But it's just not very it's not enough to save, save right. the wreckage. Um, are you OK with me spoiling? This oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you're not aching. There's racing no, to the theater to watch it. No shot that I ever <laughs> watched this movie. OK, well, what are you doing tonight? There's no shot that I ever watched this movie. Um, I could be paid uh, as much as those people were paid to get into that submersible. 
Are we Which back? Is are we back to our new segment? Are we going back? <laughs> I'm just saying they were pay, they paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get themselves into that predicament. You would would you do the submersible before you watch the Flash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Even knowing what I know about what happened to it. <laughs> so yes, um, every there's so many cameos promised because it's kind of like a multiverse of madness. So many yes. DC cameos. Um, other than Michael Keaton, which is heavily advertised, uh, all the, I love the first two acts of this movie. I think it's a very fun movie. It's insane and wacky, good, entertaining blockbuster. I think Tom Cruise is onto something. Um, the third act is when Barry, uh, the Flash in the film, mm-hmm. runs so fast that he and he has also gone so far. The premise of the movie he's he runs so fast he goes back in time to save his mother from being murdered. Classic comic book. Classic stuff. comic book stuff. At that point, he meets the uh, young version of himself from when his mother was still alive and before he got his powers. Oh, yeah. And it's very like a back to the future type thing where he's like, you have to be here at this time to get the powers kind Mm -hmm. of deal. Uh, So they go through that. And so there's two flashes throughout this entire movie. Hmm. And both of them are Ezra Miller. Okay. Which is pretty entertaining. And then you have Michael Keaton Batman, who they team up with. And then you have uh, Supergirl, who shows up around that time. Um, they are fighting General Zod who shows up to destroy Earth Superman had, did not make it to Earth I think Zod killed him as a baby or something in this timeline mm-hmm. uh, so Supergirl is the main defender of Earth um, and Zod shows up and basically fights all of the all the, whatever their team is that's not the Justice League there's two flashes a Batman and a Supergirl um, and no matter what they can't seem to win this fight with Zod so Barry goes back in time and they keep doing it to the point where they kind of break the multiverse and they go into a realm where they're seeing all the different universes. Mm-hmm. So you see uh, Christopher Reeve Superman in a universe waving to you. Yeah. And all of the, and there's so many like nostalgic like they have not Adam West Batman, but I think there was a Batman before Adam West, hmm. like very briefly in one movie that was just, you know, not super popular or famous. Um, and then you have Nicolas Cage Superman, which mm. was also all over the internet for yeah. several years, fighting the huge spider. Right. But all of these characters are CGI. They just got their likeness. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage did not show up to set for a day, like the minimal yeah. eight hours of filming this would yeah, have taken. Ellie said that they were all deep faked, basically. Yes. And it looked horrible. It looked really, really bad. Well, and she said something else about Christopher Reeve specifically after his... um, So Ellie watched The Flash. No, I think she just heard about this on social media. Sure. But uh, there's something about after Christopher Reeve... Was was he a disease or was it an accident? No, he fell off a horse or something like that. Yeah, but paralyzed. But he also never appeared... Like he didn't... There's something about him never appearing, you know... Uh, in the public eye. Yeah. And so this was like kind of re-putting him there and yeah. also like erasing that accident that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Basically, people were complaining about I that. I remember he's internet. in Smallville in a wheelchair as like a professor who's like, hey, by the way, you're yeah. Kryptonian kid. Huh. Like he tells the new yeah. Superman, which is kind of cool. Um, I wonder how much they paid him for that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, overall, not the best movie. Oh, the fun thing. The thing that you would actually enjoy about this movie other than maybe the first actors. There's some funny, wacky jokes. Um, you're familiar with Batman and Batman, or like the Schumacher Batmans and everything. 
Am I? So there's Michael Keaton. Batman. Oh, yes. That's okay. Tim Burton. Yeah. And then Schumacher makes Batman Return. Or no, um, Batman Forever and then Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And those are the super campy ones. Mm-hmm. One is Val Kilmer Batman and one is George Clooney Batman. Right. And you've seen both of those? Uh, I definitely had toys okay. of those as a kid. I don't know if I ever actually watched them. Arnold... Uh, Arnold, or you know, I'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger is um, Mr. Mr. Freeze. Freeze. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, I think I've seen them on like TV or something. I've never sat down to watch these. Okay, they're really, really dumb. Um, Especially '97 Batman. Um, It's just like it's back to Adam West. It's insane. Which might make them my favorite. I think you might enjoy that one Um, because he like George Clooney sits down as Bruce Wayne and pays for like an expensive dinner with a black Batman credit card, (laughs) which is an insane thing to do if you're Bruce Wayne. (laughs) You have a Batman. Just a fan. (laughs) Um, So the end of this movie, Ezra Miller has fixed the timeline. He realizes my mom has to die. Otherwise, I fuck up the entire universe. Mm. Like I have to let go. And so this is a very beautiful moment, like that he's saying goodbye to his mother kind of deal. Uh, very heartfelt. Well, well done. Uh, and he's uh, Barry's like, OK, I did it. I fixed the timeline and I need to call Batman and tell everything that happened. And he's like, Batman's like, I'll be right over. And then he gets out of his car and it's George Clooney instead mm. of Ben Affleck, who's at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So in this new DCEU. George Clooney is now Batman again. Oh, <laughs> even though, you know, they're scrapping the plans because now it is. Uh, but he would have been if they'd gone on. with I'm, it. Yeah, they I mean, in theory, I don't know if they recorded. They filmed that. It's the very last scene. So they could have filmed it with uh, knowing that the DCEU is on its way out. Yeah, because Ben Affleck wanted out. But it would have been weird to replace him with George Clooney. So what are they calling the new thing? The DCU. OK. James Gunn's DCU, starting with Superman Legacy, July 2025. Hmm. It's, you know, kind of inspiring to see such a big company fail so publicly. (laughs) It just like lets you know, it's like, yeah, you can screw up and, you know, you just got to start over, keep trying. And just like DC, (laughs) they it is truly baffling, like how they have such good IP and they can't make it work at all. And Marvel is also... Have you noticed any superhero fatigue? Like, all the critics, like, the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I think, has an 82 on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. might have dropped even more, which I think The Incredible Hulk has around that. Yeah. Because people were not fatigued by the movies. But Guardians 3 is a top tier, like, one of the best we've had in quite some time. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that that's not regarded as, like, oh, this is just masterful. Yeah. Filmmaking. So, I mean, I, I do think there's some fatigue. But I also don't know what I would have done if I was Marvel. Like, there's no, like, you can't just stop for a couple of years. No. I do think, like, the show we're about to talk to about today yeah. might be fairly good in just that it doesn't feel excessively superhero-y I'm so far. excited. It's pretty good. Um, is, sure. it, is it time? Yeah, I think let's dive into it. Because that... We are 50 minutes into the episode. <laughs> that's pretty on brand. Yeah. Um... Because that has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. which is like pretty low. I Interesting. That's, Do, have they seen all of it? or this They watched the like the first episode? three. I think they watched the first half and rate it, which mm. is not fair. That's like watching half a movie and reviewing it. Um, let me pull it up on the old Rotten Tomatoes. Because uh, yesterday it had. Okay, so now it's at a 66. And 94 reviews. Hmm. Audience score is 80%. Pretty high. I mean, 
the the other problem is you just get like a bunch of expectations. <laughs> well, like people just bring whatever they think the show should be, or yeah, they they know what they want out of Marvel, and so whenever Marvel takes a step to do something new, yeah. some people are like, but I didn't want new. I wanted the same thing again. And then and Marvel people... Marvel gave them so much of the same thing. Just like go rewatch those movies if you want some of the same thing. <laughs> it is weird how you can. Do a Ragnarok and it's celebrated like unanimously, yeah. and then you do a She-Hulk and everyone's like, "Boo!" Yeah, <laughs> I like. Uh, I think if you look at the demographics of those two shows, that probably explains most of it. Like, if they aim a show at anything other than like white men in their twenty-five, yeah, twenty-five to thirty-five yeah. <laughs> bracket, they get some flack. It is. Oh, it's just so crazy to think about, like. What's that line, the Futurama line that Fry has when he's making the TV show? It's like, uh, clever things make people feel stupid and unexpected things make them feel scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly how the public seems to respond yeah. to these movies now. Which but, isn't to say to anyone who wants to criticize these things for their actual flaws. They don't have any, so good luck. <laughs> no, there are definitely flaws to pick at. But Zero. just like, I don't know. I do think there is a... Uh, it's interesting. I, I feel like that's a phase everyone has to go through as they're growing up mm -hmm. is like you're watching kids entertainment and then it all starts to seem like garbage. But re really what's happening isn't that kids entertainment is getting worse. It's just that you're getting older yeah. and you have to transition to other entertainment. And you need to watch She-Hulk, a more adult show. <laughs> yeah. The most adult show there is. <laughs> I do think this will be a bit more I mean it feels like Winter Soldier I know they're going to try and do I think Daredevil will be TVMA much like the Netflix show mm. and I they're going to do a Punisher show at some point I believe and they will do a Deadpool show or sorry no they're doing a Deadpool 3 movie mm. um, they also moved around the release order so Deadpool is now after the Marvels in May and Captain America 4 is tentatively August so at the risk of talking about something we talked about is Disney Plus now letting on more adult content yes okay and we did talk about that. Basically, once the Netflix shows carried over, they now have it. Yes. But are they going to have adult content otherwise? Like I think just the Marvel stuff, to my knowledge. Yeah. I know Hulu, because Hulu is there. They own both of them. And mm -hmm. Hulu is where they put all the adult content. They're making an alien show mm. um, off of the Ridley Scott film. Um, well, I guess Jim, Jim Cameron also did Aliens. So, okay, what goes on Hulu then? Because isn't Fox also, I guess, is Fox owned by Disney now? Fox is owned by Disney. Ugh, that's gross. Disney owns, Disney bought Fox for $70 billion. So do they get Hulu as part of that? Yes, because okay. Fox owned Hulu. So now Disney owns Hulu and Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. And hmm. you could, I mean, I have to pay for two streaming services, but uh, it's basically, there are a lot of overlaps. Like mm -hmm. some Hulu things will go to Disney Plus. So it's kind of like... Disney puts stuff on Disney Plus if it if it fits like their kind of theme park merchandise. Yes, hundred percent. And if it it's otherwise entertainment goes on Hulu. Yes, Hulu. You could argue more of the artists. Like I don't know because they get like first run movies and Disney Plus just houses the Disney. Yeah. Like, the Star Wars, the Marvel, all those big yeah. big brands. Hmm. And I noticed like Andor was so popular on Disney Plus they put the first two on Hulu. To be like, hey, oh, watch the first, yeah, and get Disney Plus. Yeah, that's a show I've been, the only Star Wars show that I'm curious about. You would very much love it. To me, there were no lightsabers, and I was a little, I mean, it's very good. It's very well made. It is, it's very impressive as a show. I was just bored. Yeah, I would, I would love to enjoy a Star Wars piece of media. 
you would, it's been a while. That would be the thing. It's definitely the most cohesive and well-made. Um, Have you played any of these Star Wars video games? Like Star Wars, what was this? Jedi Survivor? Is yeah. that the new one? Yeah. Play um, I played the Fallen Order, which is the first one. Okay. Number one. Um, it's pretty fun. It's a lot of sword combat, um, yeah. which I really loved Force Unleashed. If you played that back in 2009, I think that came out. Now, I, I was the last Star Wars games I played were the original Knights of the Old Republic. I think is that okay. what it's called? Kotor, yes. Yeah. Um, which they were remastering, but I don't know if that got canceled. Yeah, that's probably my favorite Star Wars media of all time. But they're doing—they just started development on an open-world Star Wars game, which will be the first of its kind. Is, is Jedi Survivors not open? World? No, it's a linear game. I mean, they have like planets you go to, and yeah. you're, you kind of unlock more of the planet. Like okay. you go to this part of the planet first, but it's linear. So it's linear with explorable areas, yes, basically. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, so. that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Secret Invasion. <laughs> yes. All right, we watched this. It's fresh in our heads. We both just watched it yesterday. Mm. Um, do you want to say how it starts? <laughs> uh, well, it starts with, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's Martin Freeman. He is. Uh, Everett Ross. Yeah, which is a fun way to start. Yeah. Because, you know, getting a recognizable character. I think there are going to be a lot of fun cameos yeah. in this show. That, that's definitely the first episode gives that impression. That's yeah. like, you know, all these people that have been kind of in the wings. Yeah. Here they are. Exactly. In the forefront. Um, so he goes and he finds this guy who's doing a kind of Charlie Day conspiracy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was the what's the thing? Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Carol, Sylvia. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Which, OK, maybe that's what I saw on their podcast. Uh, the Pepe Sylvia yeah. thing. They said that that wasn't supposed to be Pennsylvania because that was like the fan theory. Yeah. Is that Charlie was reading those yes. and misread Pennsylvania's Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> and they said that's not true, which is yeah. crazy because that would have been such a perfect joke. But anyway, anyway, this guy's doing that except for with scrolls. Yes. So he is uh, theorizing that since the events of Captain Marvel, uh, the scrolls were promised a planet mm -hmm. and Nick Fury and Captain Marvel did not deliver on such things. Hmm. Um, so the uh, scrolls are basically taking over Earth. They want their planet. Mm -hmm. We need to get into the scroll timeline because I thought about this like so much during this first episode. Yeah, I I felt that I did not know these things, but I just let it wash over me. Okay. So scrolls show up for the first time in Captain Marvel. Okay. At during the post credits of Spider-Man far from home, it is revealed that Nick Fury and Maria Hill, uh, communicate with after Cause, uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill help out Spider-Man. And then at the end of the movie, they're in the car and it turns out it's Tal Talos and his assistant mm -hmm. scroll, whoever, I don't know if that's his wife. It might be. Um, but they message Nick Fury, who's in space, mm -hmm. on the space station. So that was my first. How long has he been a scroll? So that, I think, is going to be the trick. And I hope they explain it in a little better detail, because otherwise I'm just going to be theorizing. He being who? Nick Fury. How Nick long? Fury's a scroll? No. How long has Talos oh. been portraying Nick Fury? Was it just uh, for the I events see, of yes. Spider-Man Far From Home? Yeah. Was it just that? Because hmm. at the end of Endgame... Uh, uh, he shows up to Tony Stark's funeral. But that could have been Talos because he was in space, maybe. Yeah. Because Far From Home does not happen much later. Although they are a big part of this episode, and I think this series will be like Tony Stark's death. Like, really, Nick Fury is like, oh, fuck. Like, we're doomed. Like, if he died and we barely got out of this. Well, one. and they and they keep re referencing the blip is also a thing that was an yes. existential crisis. For, yes. I mean, it was literally one because he was snapped. Yes. But also... So, 
I think because they also made the nod like um, he mentioned someone dying and then Maria Hill is like, are you sure that's the death you're concerned about? I Mm. think that referenced Iron Man, Mm. Iron Man dying. Mm -hmm. Um, So it would have been weird for him to not actually show up to the funeral. I'm just curious how long was it just for the events of Far From Home Mm -hmm. that Nick Fury is Talos is playing Nick Fury. Yeah, I because I have and they did. They kept saying Talos. It's yeah. I, you just said Talos. I know. It's ta- I think it's Talos. Well, I played a video game called the Talos Principle, so also that is confusing because it's spelled the exact same way. Hmm. Should we let Marvel know? No, I think they're sticking to it. Okay. Uh, so, is Martin Freeman, has, has Everett Ross been a scroll this whole time or just in this one instance? See, I think it's just in this instance. Okay. He was disguising himself as right, Everett Ross. Yeah. So Everett, real Everett Ross is like on, I don't know, hanging out in Wakanda, wherever mm-hmm. he is. As soon as they started fighting, by the way, so so Everett Ross yeah. and this guy who's the Charlie Day freaking out yes, about scrolls, Pepe Sylvia. they start fighting. Yeah. And I was like, Martin Freeman's definitely a scroll. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- that guy's well, going to be right. I... Yeah, I had a, a feeling initially. Well, also because this takes place after She-Hulk, mm. and I think Wakanda Forever takes place a little before She-Hulk. We can pull up the timeline. Um, but Martin Freeman is in Wakanda. Like, they free him from jail. Mm. Like, he was sent to prison, and mm. then Okoye breaks him out. Mm. Uh, so i guess he's in wakanda now I, it's easy to say like hey maybe he left just to do a detour yeah but this is clearly um there's a copy yes clearly a copy um so that happens he is a scroll he dies um and then nick fury shows up this is the event that gets nick fury to come back to earth mm-hmm. which in the marvel's trailer which comes out in November, he's back on that space station. And I think we are led to believe that he will return to the space station. He's just the, taking a break. Unless it's unless that happens before this. I mean, is this whole scroll thing just for this show? Like, is, were they building it to have this plot and he's going to solve it? And then... I guess I would think so. And then there might be some scrolls left over, basically. Um yeah, it feels like they they're, they want to keep the scrolls around because it's an easy way to throw in like a weird wrinkle. Well, yeah, to, to just be like, oh, by the way, this person was really in space this whole time, and that was a scroll, yeah. like in that movie. But I guess maybe the idea is that they're gonna they're gonna fix this little insurrection somehow. Yes. Okay. So now I have the entire list pulled up, and the last. Uh, okay. So Jesus, there's so much content. Um. All right, so Secret Invasion is the most recent. Wait, is this? God damn it. This is the order of release. This isn't what I want. (laughs) Um, Marvel Timeline. This is all great podcast material. Well, the point is. Anyway, yeah, uh, you you go on. So then we start to get some. Secret spy stuff. This that very much to me feels like Jason Bourne, like oh, it, kind of like the cutting and stuff, soldier. and also like the kind of European feel to it feels yeah. uh, that way. And so then, I'm this is probably skipping ahead a little bit, but Nick Fury goes on a walk, yeah, where he's captured by Olivia Coleman, yeah, which uh, as Pete Show fans, <laughs> yeah, so it's always herself. exciting to see. Like even though now she's like a big star, yeah. whenever I see her, I still feel like. Yeah, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What did you think of the theme music and intro? Okay, yeah, we can talk about that, that for a second. But then we'll, we'll jump back to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Create, because the theme comes first, and then yeah. Olivia Coleman shows up. I thought... Uh, so it's an AI-generated thing? Yes. All the art was AI. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I think one of my favorite things that I've seen from AI art are these weird like morphing psychedelic videos because i've seen other people do similar things there's one of a boy growing up mm-hmm. um and like the the imagery just gets really crazy and as it goes and it has this effect where you can make these collages that are way more detailed than any human ever could because like a human just couldn't put this much detail into 30 frames sure a second yeah like you it would take people working for years and yes any individual frame probably isn't as good as what a person could do and it's not it but like it, it generates this again like this morphing psychedelic thing that feels like almost like the someone plugged a usb into someone's imagination and this spat out yeah it's very cool looking. i really enjoy um i just the whole premise of you can't trust like you don't if it's artificial like the yeah. scrolls are impersonating humans and you get ar i really i uh, think that's entertaining i found an entire wikipedia with the timeline on it so we're which, in good shape which also there's there's just a lot of controversy in general about ai art but there i feel is. like this is the type of use case that uh is a fair one like i because this is still very much uh an authored intro it's not like they just let ai do anything it wanted and didn't edit it mm-hmm. it's like clearly um thought and human effort went into it and then the ai was just used to enhance that effort to create the final product yes um so it is theorized guardians 3 and ant-man quantum mania both take place in 2026 and then miss marvel thor love and thunder guardians of the galaxy holiday special werewolf by night she hulk wakanda forever moon knight all take place in 2025 wait werewolf by night yeah werewolf by night that is a weird or i guess at the is there a flash forward or something i think at the end no or you're right isn't that that's old school no because they they mention i think it was just filmed that way i think it's more modern like in a remote place because they mentioned the avengers are around at the beginning okay so it's just stylistic yeah i think stylistically so this is taking place in 2026 i believe and then there's alternate really realities with Loki and everything. Um, glad we got that sorted out. So I think we're in the year 2026. The blip has happened. When was that? 2018. So 2023. So it's been a couple years since he has returned. Mm-hmm. Um, dramatically. Okay. So Olivia Coleman shows up. Yeah. So they, they clearly have some sort of old relationship where they'd been spies and counter spies before Mm -hmm. i guess and she thinks he's off his game Mm -hmm. but like clearly he intended to be picked up so yes uh i I think i think spy on her he leaves the little bug in her office yeah i think we're kind of um supposed to be uh kind of in limbo about whether he is still up to his normal thing or if he is a little bit slower than he used to be and i think over the course of this uh, he'll he'll make some mistakes, but then pull off some grand flourish. He's kind of a magician. Yes. Uh, although he's he does say, or Samuel L. Jackson has said in interviews, he's off his game. Like he's been gone a while, and he's lost his faith in what he was doing. Kind of, mm-hmm. um, and his new look without the eye patch is basically he d- 
described the eye patch as like I don't know a symbol of who he was, like his kind of superhero mask. I mean, it's kind of a mask, yeah. Yeah, he did, so he doesn't feel like wearing that, and he's kind of just like letting himself go with the beard and everything. He's just kind of in his I don't give a fuck face. Kind of his Logan. <laughs> yeah, which you also see him getting drunk in that spaceship. The only other time we've seen him post-Endgame far from home. Like, he's in the, the space station hanging out, and he's just having like a Mai Tai or margarita or whatever on the beach, on the simulated beach. So he's probably just kind of let himself go and given up hmm. in given up on. But now he's got to put it all back together so again. I'm very curious, like what other stuff they cover um, in regards to this. So and then the other stuff that we're learning during this episode is we're being introduced to this um, scroll haven mm-hmm. that has uh, Amelia Clark is yes. there. And she is the daughter of Talos. Yes, who is the little kid in Captain Marvel. I also thought there was a fun little uh, explanation of why they need to be human actors all the time. They said something about, like, warriors need to maintain their shell at all times to make it more convincing. Well, yeah. Or whatever. But, like, it's also, like, that saves us on the budget. Like, give (laughs) give us, writers, give us any reason we don't have to make more scrolls than, you know. This one works pretty well. That's a good reason. Yeah. Um, and also it lets us see the actress they paid so much money for. So Exactly. Like you have to, that's why Adam Driver doesn't wear his Kylo Ren mask mm-hmm. after a certain point. Like 20 minutes into the first movie. Yeah. Um, so he leaves the bug uh, and then we see Amelia Clark's home base. Um, I like her. I, I think she's a good addition to the MCU. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what she does here. Yeah. Though I do think... It's interesting. She seems slightly old. Like, obviously, their shells don't have to correspond to the actual age of the scroll. Yes, true. They can be any age. But it's weird seeing them have, like, this father-daughter interaction, but they feel like they're... I don't know. Maybe they're far enough apart to be actual father-daughter, but she seems like... Well, I mean, it is his daughter. What? Oh, you mean the The actress playing? Yeah, yeah. How old's... Ben Mendelsohn looks like he's 60, right? That's true. I guess she just also looks old to be a daughter character. That that is totally. Uh, uh, he. I'm sure they're at least 20 years apart. Now. He's 54, so she's she'd probably 34, be, right? I would maybe 38. So. Uh, she is 36. Okay, so right in between what I yeah, said. Yeah, so he was 18 when he had her. So that's that, that's a little close. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's an 18 year old father. That's sure. very possible. Yeah, that happens happened. all the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, could he? Ben Mendelsohn, do you think, like, Amelia Clark genetically looks like him? I know they're shapeshifters, so it doesn't really matter. No. I mean, they're they're both two unrelated humans, How do in you theory. think you choose, like, because she was born a Skrull, and she comes to Earth, and, like, I need to look like these people because this is the planet I'm going to be hanging out on. Yeah. Like, how do you think she cho- Like, good on her to choose exactly Amelia Clark. Clark. Like, great choice. You know, maybe that's the, that's how you catch a Skrull, is they all choose more attractive <laughs> people. people. Yeah, who wants to... Who, what Skrull's walking around and goes into a Walmart and is like, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. that I'm going to be Larry the Cable scooter. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Burt Kreischer. No, and, and this... Uh, uh, the main scroll guy also chose a very handsome dude to pretend to be. Um, ben Mendelsohn? No, the, the... Oh, yeah, the, the assassin. What is his name? We should know that because he's, he's the main villain, seemingly, of the show. Because um, he has the dirty bombs. And they have a unity day. Um, 
after he claims Gravik killed her mother, Gravik. Soren. Okay, his name's Gravik. That's right. So the girl, the guy that Amelia Clark is working for. Also, did you see that silhouette figure, like that looked like a Nick Fury type when they're showing like the the brain transfers when they have the human hostages in the scroll base? Hmm. No. Um, there was like a silhouette looking at them doing it in the window. Hmm. So that's going to be someone probably we've seen before. Yeah. I do think um, uh, Peggy Carter's niece, whoever that is, who's in Falcon Winter Soldier mm. as well as Civil War. She had like a weird, um, I don't know, moment at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier where you're like, oh, she's a villain. Like, yeah. Could she be doing stuff here? Yeah. Uh, the the um, This is a very good show to capture all those loose ends. Yes. Because anyone can be anything. Do we think... and? I mean, we're also, I guess, let, let's cover the last plot points and then we can speculate on the future. Yeah. Um, so that they get the bombs. Unity Day, I guess, is the next big plot point. Um, yeah. They go to, yeah. And there's there's like a bunch of decoy stuff. So the daughter made it seem like she was switching sides. Yes. But then that turns out to not be the case. And that was also just a red herring. Okay. It seems. I thought. Because the guy bombs them anyway. Yeah. And I mean, maybe she was. I thought she was trying. Yeah, I thought she was deceived. Yeah. Because I just. We don't know yet. I just really. trust Amelia Clark's sweet, innocent face. Yeah. Even though she turned into like the evil dragon queen that she was yeah. always supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There, this is so far. I mean, this is a perfectly, you know, fine episode to set up a bunch well, of curiosities. And let's also I mean, the bombs blow up. Yeah. Unity Day it explodes. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of dirty bombs and. Uh, a scroll takes the shape of Nick Fury and shoots Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. Do we think she's actually dead? I think so. Only because I feel like Kobe Smolders or whatever the, yeah. her name is. Robin Scherbatsky. Maybe is fine leaving the MCU at this point. Maybe there's a magic trick here because it's an easy one to She do. said in an interview, like, this was the first Marvel thing that lets me show... Like Maria Hill actually has depth in. Ah, uh, so that. But, but the, flashbacks or whatever. Yeah, flashbacks or a scroll just takes her personality mm-hmm. and like is that's the evil scroll now is Maria Hill hmm. for whatever parading herself like it, maybe she. Has I mean that'd be good badge. just for Gravik to fuck with Nick Fury. But look at me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> look at me. I'm your your closest confidant. Yeah. Um, plus, because Gravik is not like the actor playing him is not anyone famous, right? I don't know. I feel like I've seen him in something else. I mean, he's certainly not like obviously neither one of us know his name. Yeah. But I, I do think he's, I've seen him show up in stuff. OK. Um, and I thought he did a good job uh, for as little as we saw him. But he seemed intimidating and yeah, strange. So I I hope to see more. of him. Um, OK, so bombs blows up. There's no post credits in this. Um, how do we think this will flesh out in comparison to falcon winter soldier do we think it's going to be because right now as far as the disney plus shows go this it seems to be closest to that yeah just theme thematically yeah i i don't i I do think there's something weird going on with disney and um plots about like insurgents like because well like this group you mean submergence like the submarine (laughs) this group of scrolls is kind of like refugees okay and obviously, 
Disney never wants there to be enough ambiguity about whether they're good or bad. So like right here in this first episode, they have them do a big terrorist act. Yeah. So you don't have to think about whether this is an actually complicated situation. Like they they make it more black and white. Mm-hmm. But like there is something kind of a pro establishment. Sure to always making the insurgents in these shows terrorists Uh so that we don't have to think critically about what it means to be like part of one of these little insurgent groups. Like, uh, cause like in real life, there there are times where there are small political movements, Mm -hmm. uh, that have nuanced views that, uh, the establishment will want to put down for whatever reason, because their ideas are threatening in some way. But Disney doesn't want us to engage with that kind of complicated reality. So instead, they just have them bomb something immediately. So then they just can wash away. But you could have said something more interesting about, like, should we make space in our society for scrolls? Well, I think that'll be episode five. Refugees or whatever. That'll probably be episode five. Well, similarly with um, what Carly Morgenthau, the villain in Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Falcon actually wants to talk to her and, like, get to know. Like, hey, why are you doing this thing? Like, you're angry for this reason. I'm angry for this reason. But they're always so different. But they also like start them out doing some terrorist act to make sure they're like, make sure it's like, yes, we will get you to sympathize with them a little bit. But we're also going to make them completely unforgivable so that that way they can still be the bad guys. And you don't have to feel too bad about it when we're punching goons. Well, yeah. Do you I mean, do you want them to be good guys? That's not much of a show. I I think they just need conflict. I do think it's just like a little cheap. You know, like just to just to and it also makes it seem like every time there's any sort of minor insurgency type of group that mm-hmm. they're always going to be terrorists because they're always terrorists in Disney shows. I guess those two. What else? I, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of Miss Marvel terrorists. That's just more like middle school. Problems. No, but it, it is weird that it's happened twice. So back to back. It was two years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just thematically i think that the shows fit and i hope i just i think there's just something to flesh out there with like because disney is like you know for weirdly they seem to be getting on like you see like desantis and stuff disney and desantis have been going back and forth i cannot wait for the biopic about desantis trying to go against a billion dollar company do you know where he got married on yeah Disney. (laughs) It's crazy. It's truly insane. Uh, But anyway, uh, even though like it seems right now, Disney is in the crosshairs of those conservatives. Disney's a pretty conservative company. It's not like they're going to be billionaires. Yeah, they're not going to be preaching any controversial ideas. So I'm just saying this is maybe one of the ways that 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 gay marriage, apparently (laughs) controversial, which is yeah, not controversial (laughs) basically at all. Like if you poll (laughs) Americans, it's overwhelmingly for. um, Well, don't poll Florida. (laughs) I, mean, I think even if you poll Florida, they're probably more in favor than not. It's just because not according to DeSantis, well, it's just because not everyone votes. If everyone voted, sure. then it would be probably not even close. Yeah. But since only old people vote old and old people are the kind of people that don't like that, <laughs> that's the only reason that voice is amplified. But um, anyway, I just think you see some of Disney's conservative going. Sure. In, in that kind of framing of all of these shows. Well, just Falcon and Winter Soldier and this one. Okay, so the two. Yeah. And it's not like Jeff Goldblum, National Geographic, Jeff Goldblum Explorers, or like the Willow show. There's not a lot of terrorism there. 
I think if you no. do an espionage show, like this is just like that's the threat. Terrorists, international people. Yeah. Well, and maybe the Andor takes this on. I don't know, because Star Wars also plays this from the opposite side. There, the Empire actually is bad, and the yeah. good guys are the insurgency. Yeah. But otherwise, that seems to be a rare thing in Disney properties. They do kind of play it like that in Andor a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, it's mostly you're watching a lot of Star Wars courtroom stuff hmm. or like political office stuff. Like, yeah. you know, in The Phantom Menace where there's all the, the room full of all the people with the, the senators and stuff. Like with all your seats. Yes. Oh, yeah, Menace, yeah, yeah. a movie yeah. you've watched 20 years ago. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of that. Hmm. So a lot of court stuff, hmm. which is what every Star Wars fan loves to see. You know what? I, I was thinking recently, I'd like to go back and watch some old Western court dramas because I feel like that was an episode in old black and white Westerns on TV. Like an episode where mm -hmm. they go to court and there's like these crooked small town justice. That'll probably homework for one of your law classes. Well, I guess you're done. But yeah, maybe I'm, for the I'm bar. No homework. <laughs> maybe for the bar. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about this show for now. I like it. Um, I can tell you where I ranked it on my initial ranking. Um, I think I put it at like kind of right in the middle, right like in the 20s, 20-ish area. Um I put it at number 26, so right now it's behind Black Panther and right in front of Captain America, the first Avenger. So out of 42. Mm, so what was that? Wait, what, what? Number, I put it at number 26. Okay. We're not going to rank them until we watch all of them. Right. I think we do like the initial, we've done it in the past, but we don't know how many episodes we end up doing of all these shows. Sometimes mm -hmm. we do three, sometimes we do two. Yeah. Um, so maybe we wait until... I mean, so far, I mean, it's a solid four out of six right now. Yeah. No, it's just too early. It's too early. It's all about how they answer how, these questions. Yes. Speaking of which, this Great is this is a box. good ender. I watched this show called Mrs. Davis. Never heard Have you heard of this? Okay. Oh, wait. Is that the Peacock show? I can't remember what it was. Is that on. the Lindelof show? I don't know. But it was a show. Yeah, made the leftovers. It was a show starring. I don't know much about this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched the whole thing. Uh, it's a. Uh, who is the woman on Glow? Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, Alison Brie. The the other her foil. Uh, don't remember. Gar Perry Perry Gilpin. Okay, that's no, that's Roz. Oh, For, that's Roz from Frasier. What's this? What's this? I, this is the show. It's it's uh, Mrs. Davis is the Damon Lindelof creator of the Leftovers. Okay, what what's the name of the star actress? Um, Tara Hernandez. Oh, sorry. That's producers. Um, recurring cat. Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. Sister Simone. Yes. She plays a nun who is uh -huh. married to Jesus. Uh-huh. And there's an AI that has taken over the world. Mm -hmm. And she wants to destroy that AI. You watched all of this? Yeah. I mean, it's Lindelof, and you love The Leftovers, as we have historically revealed in this living room. But uh, talk about a show that sets up... A lot of fun, wacky plot lines. Yeah. And again, like for that, it's all about like how those close and pay off and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would recommend the show just as a journey to, journey to go on. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. And, I mean, it, the only thing preventing me from watching it is it's on the Peacock app, mm. which I want really nothing to do. I don't. 
I got like I, I got HBO, which is now Max. So I had to like delete HBO and download Max, and yeah. I had to fix password. And then Netflix is now you have to log into your home account every yeah. thirty days. Did you get kicked off your Netflix, or do you have your own? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've checked recently since they've done the thing. Because <laughs> it's really like I share it with my parents. Yeah, um, but I don't know who it considers to be the home user because yeah it asks you like so if you're on there first i think that's what i ended up doing because yeah. i buy or i have hbo and disney or hbo disney plus and hulu for my parents and then they have netflix just because they've always had it so mm -hmm. i they have my passwords i have theirs yeah but then their one account that they share with me is now like locked off yeah. at, at their house which i think i mean i've been able to log log on so i think i might have become the default user well and you know it's sad about all this is of course this has worked like i i, I saw it something has. about netflix's users have gone up yeah, yeah. of course it was going to work because even if if you know they lose you know 20 percent of their daily viewers or whatever if even 10 percent of those people then go on to make an account yeah that's an enormous amount of money <laughs> it's uh, maybe their stock will go up maybe, maybe. i can buy it again well you'd want to buy it before it goes up Ideally. I should have bought it now, but I really thought they were on their way out because Disney Plus has all the good content. Mm. But I'm a Star Wars and Marvel nerd. All right. Well, I think that does it, though, for our episode. How we covered we a lot of important ground. How long did we go? It's one hour and 24 minutes. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's a, that's a signature living room episode. And now I guess we got to listen to that uh, killer intro that is now going to be an outro. It's not in the intro? You didn't put it's it in the intro? It's in both. We're going to listen, we're to, gonna it listen to it again. We put, made the effort of putting it together, so we're going to listen to it okay. twice. Okay. All right. I well, like I've this. been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. You really, like, enjoyed this one. Like, I think you enjoyed it. All right. Wait, it's A. Hey, it's good. Marvel's great. I love it. I love it. Two thumbs up. <laughs>